Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Welcome, everyone, to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. Today is March 5th, 2019. It's Tuesday, Fat Tuesday for some. And there were technical difficulties this morning getting on air, which was um, something usual, I guess. For me, I know how to code. I'm just not very good with tech sometimes. So today there's a lot going on, and I apologize for uh, the way I sound my husband decided to give me cooties, so <laughs> I'm sick. Um, but the good news is there's no sub-zero temperatures today. It's a hot 12 degrees. <laughs> um, there is a lot to talk about, but firstly, I just wanted to say I was going to have Liz Crooken on this week um, because a lot is coming out, a lot of uh, sealed indictments around the nation in regards to child trafficking rings are coming up. I mean, in my state, there have been four such reportings uh, just this morning, and I did want to have a lengthy conversation with her because she is she is a great source and wealth of knowledge. I mean, if you're not following her, I know she's on Instagram and Facebook. She was banned from Twitter, of course, you know, censoring and all. Um, and I will have her on next week because... I want to put her face on our billboard. I want her to be in Times Square for over a week. I want people to see her and understand that coining something, a conspiracy theory, doesn't make it a conspiracy theory. Telling us what we're supposed to listen to and what not to is not the way it works. This isn't Venezuela. We're not subjects. We're free people. And we have the right to access any information we choose so that we can objectively draw conclusions. Now, today there's a lot in the news, uh, something that I expected in regards to uh, this, you know, Russia collusion obviously falling apart and Adam Schiff going insane. So I thought uh, to myself, you know, the news are going on with different things. So we have our, you know, right conservative outlets talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, you know, the money, you know, close to a million dollars. It's like 800 something, 800 somewhat thousand dollars uh, that was moved around, uh, FEC violations on that, her boyfriend getting paid, policies that, um, you know, for her group to not um, disclose financials, which is crazy. And then we have Hillary Clinton flapping her mouth again. Um, I would like to revisit Canada because they're literally on fire right now. And um, also talk about these 80, this list of 81 people. Guys, if they actually had hearings, 
For every single person on that list, it would take us into 2024. They are insane. They will do anything to keep this narrative going, but the clock is ticking and they know it's coming and we see Hillary Clinton coming out with full force. So it's almost there. I also want to revisit the ISIS bride, Hara Mathana, uh, you know, the one that Ilhan Omar went to Florida to raise funds for, the one that now has the funds to fight. And um, I think I want to start with her and then move on to Ilhan. Because uh, I think it's important. I want you guys to listen to what this woman says uh, on an interview with CBS. And I can't believe that CBS aired this. Just take a listen to this. The United States himself said that you're not welcome back to America. What would you say to him? I would tell him to study the legal system. <laughs> because uh, apparently I am allowed back. I have papers. I have citizenship. I have uh, my dad. My dad's documents. It's, it's uh, apparent that he stopped working with the United Nations way before I was born. Guys, did you listen to that? She's like, he needs, she laughed and said our president needs to review the legal system. How dare you? You left, you advocated to kill Americans. You were telling people on our holidays to take buses and trucks and cars and run people over to suicide bomb like is this woman like where are we living this is 2019 this is a pure insanity this is just one of the insane things that we how dare she she's sitting there mocking and of course it's on face the nation of course it's cbs you know asking these things like how dare you do that like no we said you're not coming your father you know stopped working for the un as a yemeni Remember, because it was a Yemen fundraiser that Ilhan Omar went to, you know, he was a Yemeni diplomat and he remained in the U.S., but that doesn't mean anything. His paperwork was filed as such as a Yemeni, you know, citizen that decided to stay and uh, get himself American residency and then further on to attain citizenship. You do not qualify on the basis. We don't have this. Oh, because this person, that. No, 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 no. That's not the way it works. You're not coming. We are not going to let these jihadis just come in here. She made her choice. Let her stay there. And I don't see why she doesn't go to Idlib in Syria. I mean, Turkey is taking all of these ISIS wives, but you know what she doesn't want? She doesn't want to be passed around to one dude to another. She doesn't want her son, you know, being raped because that happens. You know, she's upset. She has a mission to fulfill because all of them decided at one time, let's go you know, back to our countries, to the UK, to the US and other countries, you know, that no, it's not happening. Now moving on to Ilhan. So we did see the press conference. We heard about the press conference uh, that Laura Loomer, along with Jacob Wall had at CPAC. You guys know that I've been working with Laura because my research into these um, federally and state funded organizations that bring refugees unvetted refugees unvetted meaning they really don't know who they are they don't do dna tests anymore thanks to obama they bring them into our country and then what they want is sharia law etc so anyway it overlapped because one of the companies that i've been investigating is the one that brought ilhan omar from kenya 
and is the one that facilitated many things for her. And so we've been, you know, I've been working with her, sharing the information I have to see how we can get to the bottom of this. Now, there was a petition that went around. It got over 200,000 signatures, guys, to remove Ilhan Omar from at least, you know, the House Foreign um, Relations. She needs to be out of there. She can't have top secret clearance and access to foreign affairs and be who she is, anti-Semitic, anti-American. She can't be there. And I was really glad to see that our president tweeted about it today. He specifically tweeted out and said, Representative Ilhan Omar is again under fire for her terrible comments concerning Israel. Jewish groups have just sent a petition to Speaker Pelosi asking her to remove Omar from the Foreign Relations Committee. A dark day for Israel. Keep in mind, Israel is having their own problems too. So BB's under fire. They're trying to get him on stupid things. Um, you know, because their far left does not like centrists. Just like our nation here, the far left and the far right, okay, let's keep that in mind, which work hand in hand, don't like centrists, don't like conservatives. Conservatives are in the middle. And, you know, our president made sure he stated that at CPAC. He said, I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. You know, I'm not a Republican. He stated that again and again. And that is key for people to understand where he's coming from stating that. Because as we see, and I'm sorry if there's like some pauses, uh, like I said, I'm dying from this cold. Um, our president is under fire on all sides. I have uh, tweeted, I have written articles. There are seven Republicans, seven of them, that were canvassing the scope for veto overrides. Now we have Mitch McConnell saying that the Senate will pass the bill that the House put forward blocking President Trump's national, you know, declaration of national emergency, which, you know, many people are in the news cycle stating, oh, you know, he's lost control of it. You know, the Democrats are smelling blood. This is happening. And, you know, I had a long conversation with Scott Adams, who I love to bounce ideas off of. And he's like, no, it's great. It's going to be his first veto. But the thing is, I can't wait to see that those seven Republicans are going to be on that list. I would like to see the names on that list because, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, now that our president, uh, you know, has uh, taken the Republican Party under under his wing to make it pro-American, that we've eliminated all these rhinos, all these fake faux conservatives because, um, you know, the Republican Party stood as a conservative party. Um, the Democrats in the past would call it the black Republicans or whatever, because they stood for a republic, a capitalist society where people worked hard, where people were treated fairly. And what work you put in depicted what outcomes you would have or what you would gain. Right. Well, that's been a long lost, you know, because they've been fostered into the system. And, you know, again, I say it. I'm really glad he talked about McKinley because I've been talking about it for a while. I'm really glad he talked about how many decades, you know, this has been going on because this isn't something from yesterday. Our president is undoing over a century's work of working against the people. JFK said it best. 
They won't stop until they enslave every man, woman, and child. That was the deal. You know, uh, right now, what we are seeing is that our president is under fire on all ends. The Democrats have nothing to stand for. Like, literally, they stand for infanticide, legalizing sex workers, pedophiles, right? Pedophiles, disgusting human beings that have no respect, not only for themselves, but for their country. They're completely anti-American. And every single candidate right now that has thrown their hat in the race, they're not really candidates. None of them will win. You know, if if anything, Bernie might come forward, but he's not going to win. I want us to now just take a listen to this three-minute clip of Hillary Clinton so we can talk about this a little bit to see where the Democrats are lying and what she's saying. Because I've said it many times before, people have stopped listening. You're hearing they stop listening. If you listen to what people say, you will understand where we're going, where their position is, and what she's saying. Because what she did and everything she's been saying at these speeches is a battle cry. So take a listen to this. You paid attention. Because I was in the Senate. Sherrod was there. I, I'm not sure if you were there yet, Corey, but we were there when... We passed in the United States Senate 98 to nothing the reauthorization of the Voting Rights Act. We had a Republican president, George W. Bush, who said he would sign it, and he did. It was based on thousands and thousands of pages of testimony as to why we still, as a nation, devoted to the law and liberty that should guarantee every one of us equality, needed the Voting Rights Act. I thought it was a done deal. Passed out of the Congress, signed by a Republican president, and then it found its way to the Supreme Court. Because I want you to just never forget, there is an other side in America, and they never give up. They never quit. They're never discouraged. They are motivated every single day to try to pull back rights, to try to suppress rights, to try to prevent people from fulfilling their own God-given potential. And so they did go to work. And when they went to work, they found a receptive Supreme Court who came up with the most absurd decision. There are a lot of absurd decisions, but this is, in many ways, the most absurd. The Congress is supposed to legislate based on evidence and facts. Oh, gosh, she's preaching like a preacher right now. You hear the amens. Mm -hmm. Okay, (laughs) let's continue. Which we did. And then it gets up to the Supreme Court and they say, oh, uh, you don't need that anymore. We we don't need that voting rights stuff. You don't you don't have to hold states and municipalities accountable. We're, We're beyond all that now. What nonsense. Absolute absurd nonsense. And what was the result? They gutted the Voting Rights Act. I was the first person who ran for president without the protection of the Voting Rights Act. And I will tell you, it makes a really big difference. And it doesn't just make a difference in Alabama and Georgia. It made a difference in Wisconsin, where the best studies that have been done said somewhere between 40 and 80,000 people were turned away from the polls because of the color of their skin. Because of... 
Okay, so before we listen to the end of it, obviously the Southern draw is there. She's, you know, talking to an audience that she's placed there. Um, you know, they're obviously um, all the people she dislikes. You know, she says they all look alike, right? Remember that. And um, it's just notably to say that, you know, she says that she lost in Wisconsin because people were turned away. Well, you know, and she says 40,000 people. And she's saying that because in Wisconsin, President Trump won with one million four hundred nine thousand four hundred sixty seven votes and she lost receiving one one million three hundred eighty two thousand two hundred ten votes so the difference is like thirty thousand votes so uh let's talk about this voting rights act so she's claiming that it was thrown out you know and she ran for president with it thrown out um, you know, they threw it out because then you can't hold them accountable and you can commit fraud. Like, oh my gosh, you've planned to make sure that you can't hold people accountable. You're crying about this. We want voter identification. If you have a bank account, you have identification. If you get food stamps, you have identification. If you have, if you're on HUD, uh, you know, um, housing section eight, you have identification. If you're getting child support, you have identification. Let's list everything. Your kid goes to school. You've got identification. So why is it so difficult to have identification when you go and vote? It simply does not make sense. They're pandering to people that can't put one and one together. Because they're sitting there, oh yeah, it's all, you know, black minorities, they don't have the money for ID. Dude, are they getting, you know, benefits from the government? They have ID. What do you mean they don't have? And if you're really poor and you need identification, there are programs so that you can get identification from the government because you're poor. So I am really confused. As to how people presenting proper identification in order to submit a vote is a problem. I am really confused as to why the DMV of every single state doesn't exclude non-U.S. citizens from their voter roll. I said it again and again and again. My husband is a resident alien. Why is he on the voter roll? He doesn't have the right to vote. He's legally in this country, but he doesn't have the right to vote. Why is he on there? They have been fixing votes forever, ever, ever. And by chance that we have a president that the people want, like McKinley, like JFK, Garfield, you know, there's a list of them. They take them out. They take them out. Reagan. Usually they wait for the second term because they're thinking first term, we've slaughtered them, we've maimed them, we've gained our base, and they won again. Gosh darn it, we need to take them out. This is dangerous territory we're at. They are taking our right to vote away. That is what makes our country a free republic, that our vote counts. And now they're maiming that. I mean, aside from the fact that they're censoring us, aside from the fact that they want to disarm us, they're also telling us, no, 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 you don't have a right to vote. You need to not vote. And you know what? This is going on around the nation. Local municipalities and states are pulling rights from the citizens of their own states to be able to vote. They elect these people and they expect them to do their job. And then they don't do their job and they say, well, you told us that we don't have to ask you for a vote. We have the right to just vote for you. Voting is a big deal and she has a problem with it because she knows in 2020 they can't fix the votes. They can't 
alter the votes. They can't use the machinery she owned, you know, Cloudfair, et cetera, to vote. They know that we're cracking down on voter fraud. We saw that with the 2018 elections. Sealed ballots, ballots coming in afterwards. Suddenly, you know, instead of the Republican winning, 10 days later, we've got the Democrat. But what she's doing now is a battle cry. She's trying to make minorities feel like they're being silenced. And then when you question a minority in their face, because I had a conversation with someone who was like, yeah, I was really racist. You know, people can't all get IDs. And I was like, well, they get food stamps. They got to have identification for that. Well, yeah, but, but what? But what? There's programs to get free identification if you need it. They tell you that when you apply for food stamps or care. Homeless people can get identification even without an address. So you're telling me that you can't have proper identification to vote? Ask them that. This is the question you put on someone. Oh, you know, this voting fraud thing is. But you know what the thing is? Most of the nation, even Democrats, even the Democrats agree. That, you know, those that identify as Democrats, you know, that they're progressive, you know, agree that there should be voter identification. But, you know, they also agree that illegal immigrants should vote. I mean, we had a president that literally said that. A sitting president that encouraged people that have no right to vote in our country to go and vote. So they're panicking because 2020 is coming along. They stand for things that are nefarious and disgusting. And, you know, obviously they're trying to attack our president on all fronts, you know, from trying to drive his foreign policy and, you know, talking rubbish. Like, you know, people are talking about this Otto Wambier thing. Like he, like he said at CPAC, like, come on guys, am I, I'm trying to negotiate with this guy. I'm not going to call him out as a dictator. Let's be sensitive about it. Let's just understand things happened. Let's move forward. We can't move forward. Why are we griping? We know it happened. I care for the, 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 the child. I care for the family. We all understand, but we need to move forward to defuse the situation. If we don't drop the ax, we don't move forward. This is what happens. But then they want to be gripey about it. Guys, everything from foreign policy to our voting rights, right? They're, they're, they're attacking basic foundations of morality, right? Like not killing babies. Like I said, in Florida, a dude went to jail for a beach shark that he let die faster by dragging it around the beach. He went to jail, but a baby, a human baby is born and you can kill it or let it die. I mean, you know, it's, it's monstrosities like this that make you think, that make you think just how big the attack is. Like, take a step back. You have mainstream media, advertisers, radio shows, um, you know, Hollywood singers all pushing the same notions, TV shows, movies, pushing the same grievances, trying to make you understand or trying to change your mind about the way you see things. You know, in the article that I wrote about Gosnell, I urge everyone, get on Amazon, get whatever, watch that movie. That monster was locked up for doing just that, allowing babies to die or stabbing them with scissors, suffocating them, you know, because they need these baby parts. They need these baby parts. And, you know, I did this whole expose on Theranos, if you remember. Um, It's all so nefarious and so disgusting. I mean, I, you know, sometimes when I watch the news cycle, I kind of think to myself, 
what human being in their right mind would vote for anyone that represents death of, you know, justifying death of a human being and nonetheless an infant that didn't ask to come, but was, but came that is innocent, that didn't commit any crimes, that has the potential to be anyone, someone that can find cures for diseases, someone that can lead great peace efforts. You don't know who that child can be. Why? Who, what gives you the right to take away the life? Then we have them perpetuating legalizing sex workers. How's that working out for Vegas? How many children fall into that cycle? This is what they stand for. It makes me sick. We have elected persons in our house that hate our country, that are anti-American. I mean, this is the face of the Democratic Party. They used to be the face of slavery, and you know that would identify with minorities or people that were not white because Greeks were also considered black just so you know up until 1988 when you tick the box Greeks would tick the black box people don't know that it was all based on their class in regards to working you know the harder you worked the more you were a rat that's what they called them rats and they had to stay in colored schools and drink from colored sinks you know that is the old face of the democratic party now the new face of the democratic party is one of murder one of promoting the Sodom and Gomorrah in our nation and, you know, eradicating basic knowledges like sex, trying to create a genderless society with no moral compass. And now when we get back after this break, we'll continue on the Democratic Party and talk a little bit more about Pelosi and Ocasio-Cortez and what she's undergoing right now. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our legal defense fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? 
Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever own. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Welcome back to the second half of the first hour. I'm your host, Tori. This is the Tori Sess Show, always, Monday through Friday on Red State Talk Radio, 12 to 2 Eastern Time. And you can always follow me on Gab and Twitter at Tori underscore says. I'm also on Instagram, but like I said, that's more of like my dog pictures because I'm in love with my Great Pyrenees and my cat, my Afghan, Balinese, and food, usually. Now, (laughs) I wanted to revisit something we talked about two weeks ago. And I think I mentioned it last week. People are still losing their mind on how Ocasio was elected, right? Like, how is this one said she was going to flip places red? Um, this is the woman that is being fostered. Um, you know, her chief of staff, uh, Chakrabarty, right? who also is works for a software company that's coined Mockingbird. Um, I am delving into more about him. But anyway, he worked with Bernie Sanders. Um, and there's breaking and developing stories about close to a million dollars, like I mentioned in the first half, of them moving money around, um, violations of FEC laws, and... Um, you know, breaking Jim Hoft of the Gateway Pundit just put out that they're possibly facing jail time. Now, if you remember what I had said, is that no one could wrap their head around how Ocasio won. You know, how did she win? I mean, she's she's not smart. She's been trained to speak. She has no idea what she's doing. She's comparing her bartending days to being able to ask questions um, on oversight committees in the House. Um, you know, she's paying her boyfriend. She's creating crazy policies to not disclose information of her staff, like financial information of her staff. You know, this is, this is really crazy. Right. And you're like, how is this happening? But like I said, it only happened because Pelosi wanted it to happen. Remember Pelosi wanted to be speaker of the house and Crowley, as we know, was already tapped on the shoulder by the majority of the Democrats 
to be Speaker of the House. So Ocasio was running in his district. Someone approached her, the chief of staff, and said, all right, let's get you elected. Let's get this done. And Pelosi made sure that happened. I mean, there was no way she was going to give away that gavel. She needed to be Speaker of the House. Number three, she needed to take this home. What Hillary Clinton failed, what the deep state failed, what this mafia failed, what this fourth unelected branch of government failed, she would take it home with the people left. So she brought her. She's like, she's harmless. I could destroy her. Because remember, Pelosi's got a lot of pull. This woman is insanely rich. She's on lists with El Chapo. We're going to be getting that soon. But Ocasio is at her mercy. (laughs) And she's starting to be the face of the Democratic Party, and they can't have that. Why? Because she aligns with Bernie Sanders. We can't have Bernie win. I mean, we already said that last elections, right? No Bernie. No, 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 no. No feeling the burn. No, no, no. Yet she's the poster child of Bernie Sanders. She's the one that's pushing insane policies like Bernie Sanders. And Pelosi has had enough from allowing her staff records to be exposed to allowing investigations as such in committing crimes. I can tell you Ocasio was set up. She's that dumb that she didn't see it. Now she knows she's in a lot of trouble because her chief of staff is totally fine with it. He was put in there to do exactly what was needed. You know, he's not, he's not dumb. He worked for Bernie Sanders. You know, he seemed like the ideal person to be by her side. And, you know, he looks eerily familiar, doesn't he? Uh, Because when I saw his face in a picture from a profile, I was like, I've seen that before. Doesn't he look like the guy that was handing out cash outside of the Kavanaugh hearings to get those protesters? I mean, he kind of looks similar. Could be, you know, that I'm wrong, but could be that I'm right because he had that, you know, mustache, uh, sideburn look, you know, because he changes his look constantly from beard to semi-beard, to nicely neat-cut hair, to sideburns, you know, changes his face, wears glasses, doesn't wear glasses, you know. Um, A man of multiple looks. And so now it seems that they may be facing jail time. And a complaint was actually filed uh, by a government watchdog group, National Legacy and Policy Center. It appears that he set up two companies for the sole purpose of hiding how the donations were used. So um, this guy, Chakrabarty, founded the two PACs um, in 2016 and 2017, right? And um, this um, one of them, brand new Congress, was founded in 2016 and Justice Democrats in 2017. Okay, I just want to tell you guys, and I'm breaking this now, that they're actually linked to one of the uh, organizations and foundations called the Democratic Socialists of America in New York. There's like three registered. Um, I found that on Open Secrets when I was digging into DSA. I'm actually writing up an article right now about the DSA and the embarrassment of someone actually going to the White House and and promoting that. That's disgusting. But, um, so basically staying on this is that Chakrabarty and Ocasio hid how these donations were received through these packs. 
And it also says that Ocasio-Cortez never disclosed to the FEC that she and Chakrabarty, who served as her chair, controlled the PAC while it was simultaneously supporting her primary campaign. That smells like Pelosi everywhere, doesn't it? So the group is backed by 12 Democrats during the 2018 uh, midterms. Ocasio was the only one of those to win um, her general election. If the facts that they've actually presented are true, it, um, it goes on to read, and a candidate had control over a PAC that was working to get that candidate elected, then that candidate is potentially in very big trouble and may have engaged in multiple violations of federal campaign finance law, including receiving excessive contributions. This is huge. This is what Pelosi's doing. She wants her out. Because when someone thinks of the DNC now, they think of Ocasio, and Pelosi can't have that. She's the face of the Democrats. Schumer's the face of the Democrats. Who is she? Schiff is the face of the Democrats. So this is developing. This is very interesting. And, uh, you know, but like our president said during CPAC, we want them to continue her Green New Deal. We want them to own it and push it because it sounds ridiculous. It sounds like something that is not feasible, something that will cost a tremendous amount of money, but something that is a dystopian future. I mean, we've seen it in movies before where they create these subterranean things and these trains and no planes and only the rich can fly because it's safer like that and less emissions and, you know, they're important. You're not, you know, I've seen that movie before. So this is, this is pretty much happening. Like Pelosi is coming out swinging now and I would not be surprised to see how she backed it. So, the Democratic Party is rifting within itself, but they're doing it on purpose to remove anyone that can prop up Bernie Sanders. They do not want Bernie Sanders. They have really bad candidates. I mean, Corey, the Washington dude, Amy, like, where's she going? Elizabeth Warren, you're not even hearing about fake Ahantis anymore. Kamala Harris campaigning with her mattress. Like, come on, these people are dumb. Beto, really? He's such a tool. Their message is disgusting. Their representatives are disgusting. You know, and I'll say it again, the only one that can take home the Democratic Party is that clown gang. And, you know, sorry, Andy, if you're listening, you know, I've invited you a few times. Tucker didn't do a really good job in exposing you. I'd love to have a conversation because what you say is not far from what Ocasio says. You're very well spoken, but you're too meek for this. And I know you're doing it on purpose. We're dragging this on and we're going to pull him out because Biden has no chance ever to be elected because no matter what even these leftists when they see like the article that i have on tory says.com you should take it take a look at it just go into the search bar and put biden textbook predator i've actually taken steps of how pedophiles groom kids and showed you with videos exactly him fulfilling those steps so you just understand how sick this is and i've said it before if you're not following Ram Rants, R-A-M-R-A-N-T-S, Richard Armand Mills, you should. He's got a great uh, Twitter moment uh, that he has pinned to his profile about Joe Biden, which is really interesting. It'll make your stomach turn. 
So now that the Democratic Party is rifting in themselves in regards to ousting the people they don't want, they're under pressure to remove Omar. We've got Rashida, you know, being seen for, you know, violations again for the FEC. I mean, I still don't know how her election stands when she didn't live in the vicinity she was elected in. She didn't live in her district. But that's all going to come slowly. Every clown has their role. Every single evil, nefarious person has a role to play. And if you use them correctly, use them in the way you need them to expose themselves, they will pull their own pants down. And right now we've allowed them to run rampant and, you know, just literally stand for infanticide, literally stand for, uh, you know, creating a new facet of sex workers. So those that aren't educated, those that are vulnerable, those single moms, those teen moms that don't have skills, they'll be pimped out. I mean, and it'll be legal. So whatever, this is disgusting. This is what they stand for. This is exactly what they stand for. And you know, they're pulling all guns because they're in panic. They are panicking because everything is to come to the forefront. And like I said, I know that the president's choice of William Barr, okay, I disagree with it, but I know that there must be some role that he plays. And it is a great role because how can you say that the president ended the Mueller investigation? How can you say that he's holding them accountable? How can you say that William Barr went there and said, you can't prosecute Flynn because you set it up? Done. He's free to go. This was all manufactured. It's finished. You can't. You can't pin it on the president and say, oh, he obstructed. And this is why they're starting this new narrative, this narrative that can go on for decades and decades. 81 different people. 81, guys. 81 different people on a list that they want to examine because Russia. So they want to bring in 81 people. And remember, these people that they're saying they're bringing are not all people. They're organizations. So that organization has like 20 people, right? So they need to interview all these people. They need to bring them in, parade them in, and start asking questions like, when you hit your wife, did you feel the burn? But I didn't hit my wife. No, I didn't hit my wife. But when you hit your wife, did you smile? I didn't hit my wife. These are the questions that they're going to be putting out there. Questions that you can't say yes or no. You're going to have clowns like Jackson saying stuff like that. Yes or no. Yes or no. Like, look, they have Felix Sater coming in. Like, why would anyone listen to him? He's a mobster. He's a thug. You know, and that's the way most of them are. Like, even mobsters don't even like Sater because he's a clown. You know, if you're in real estate in New York City, you're pretty much like a mobster because that was their bread and butter, right? Owning stuff, owning property. We're going to take Sater's word for whatever he says. Come on, guys. They want Corey Lewandowski, Concord Management and Consulting, Jerome Corsi, Jeff Sessions. I mean, the list is crazy. Jay Seculo. Come on. Ted Mullock, I mean, come on. I'm looking at this list and I'm like, this is how desperate they are. Soon they break out a list of people like you and I who are supporting the president and um, pushing details or investigating things and put us on the sand and say, why do you support the president? Are you Russian? Why are you doing this? Are you Russian? Rince Priebus. Really, why are we bringing that idiot in? Kushner Companies. 
58th Presidential Inaugural Committee. The Trump transition team. So we're going to bring over here. George Papadopoulos again. Read his book. He doesn't need to come down there. Read his book. Which, by the way, we're going to have George on my show uh, later on this month. And you'll have an opportunity to win um, some of his books. You know, signed by him, of course. Um, Eric Trump. Eric Prince. You know why they want Eric Prince, guys? You remember when I was telling you about Syria? And we talked about Syria, how the caliphate is pretty much gone. He wants to pull the troops, right? Remember? We talked about this weeks ago, over a month ago. Because, you know, the Middle East is my domain. I know that stuff like the back of my hand. Well, Eric Prince is the one that has the private security company that has gone in there to replace our military. This is why they're bringing him in. Because we're using contractors instead of our soldiers to maintain the peace and eradicate and gather intel. I mean, we do it all the time. We saw it. Come on, guys. How many annexes do we have around the world with private, you know, former military, former spooks that do this? There's tons of us out there. Come on. Hope Hicks. (laughs) Like, guys, the list is insane. Like, I think it's like they just threw names in there. It's 81 people. Like, they're desperate. They just want to have a pony show. And it's like, nobody wants to talk to you. If I was them, I'd be like, I don't need to talk to you. Subpoena me. And then I'd just be pleading the fifth. What's your name? I plead the fifth. What do you do? I plead the fifth. Like, don't even talk. Like, (laughs) have them subpoena you and get subpoenaed and go. And they'll say, talk and be like, I plead the fifth. So you're not going to answer? I plead the fifth. That's all they have to do. Because if they subpoena you and swear you in, you can plead the fifth. Plead the fifth on stupid things. Like, do you uh, prefer ketchup or mustard on your burger? I plead the fifth. This needs to happen. You need to address a pony show like a pony show. I would highly recommend anyone going in there to plead the fifth. And you know what's interesting? They brought in Cambridge, uh, Cambridge Analytica. Let me tell you something, guys. Um, with Big League Politics, I had published an article called Hurricane Electric. I urge you guys to go find it. You could go to Big League Politics backslash author backslash Tory, and you will find a, a, one of Hurricane Electric. I totally exposed how all the servers were the same with the transition team for Obama, Hurricane Electric, the way they bit share information with five eyes. And Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, what I discovered, isn't really a big company. It's not a real company. It's block, it's, the company is called uh, Blockchain, right? And they have huge government contracts. So why are they bringing their own people that do this data mining? They're the ones that helped Cloudflare create these election machines. They're the ones that share servers with intelligence um, community elements. This is real stuff. So they're in this mix. They're bringing their own people. Like they have Brad Parscale coming in. (laughs) Seriously. So you're going to bring the, you know, the guy that's leading the Trump 2020 campaign. You're going to question him. I would really love to see them sit there and plead the fifth on every single question. Every single one. That is exactly what I would do. They would say, what's your name? I plead the fifth. Where do you live? Plead the fifth. This is all we need. They want a pony show? Let's give them one. We're all pleading the fifth. Obviously, the only people that won't plead the fifth are people within their group, like Cambridge Analytica. You know, they made this whole thing like, oh, Facebook did this. Oh, Facebook. Facebook is corrupt. They committed fraud. Committed fraud. They have been suppressing accounts, just like Project Veritas showed, right? Suppressing accounts, but still taking those same accounts money 
to pay for advertising. So Cernovich, for example, was dumping in, I don't know, let's just pretend $20,000 in advertising, but they were suppressing his account. So they were taking his money and suppressing it and then giving him fake numbers of reach. This, this, this is so insane, you can't even make it up. Um, they want to bring Roger Stone. He can't come in. I mean, you can't question him because he's going to trial. But if I was Roger Stone, I'd sit there and say, plead the fifth, plead the fifth. Everyone's going to plead the fifth except for their people. And that would be the best message to get out there. All of you plead the fifth. All of you. They put down Department of Justice. Federal Bureau of Investigation, like who? They just put names on there, guys. This is a list. Like, this is legit the list. Columbus Nova. I don't know. Department of Justice, like, who are you going to call? Who are you going to discuss or subpoena or bring in? Like, the GSA. So they're going to bring General Services Administration in. What, for contracts? Like, what? This list is pretty insane. Like, if you look at it, you'll be like, what is going on here? Rob Gold, we can't even get a hold of that clown. That chubby, round person, you can't even get a hold of him when he was the one that made the connection with the Russian attorney and brought it in. And, you know, Loretta Lynch left the, you know, you know, overrid the fact that she was blocked from coming into the country, all that stuff. This is, this is stuff you can't even make up, guys. You can't make it up. This is all the real deal. And we have them putting on pony shows. I think we need to strike back with a pony show so people could see just how ridiculous this is. I would totally urge all of them to sit there and say they want a pony show. Let's give them a pony show. Don't answer anything. Let them subpoena you and don't answer anything. That is the only way we do it to show just how ridiculous, just how ridiculous this whole action is. They have no power to do anything. They can't find you. They, can't, they can make recommendations, but they need to find a prosecutor. And like Comey said, no prosecutor in their right mind. <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes, right? It's just faux show. So I'm hoping that all these people that are patriots and pro-America would completely cause them that disruption, would completely cause them disruption in their proceedings and just stymie it. And say, no, we're not playing your game anymore. We're tired. This game stuff is so old. This list, such a bling thing. You know, it's like where you wear all your, you know, like Cardi B, where she wears like 20 million bracelets. You know, oh, look at me, bling, bling. That's what they're doing because they have absolutely nothing. Russia was a nothing burger. There's no collusion. It's coming down on them. Uranium One is going to roll a lot of heads at once. We got people at the Department of Energy. We got people at the Department of Treasury. Some of them have left and work at law firms. They're liable for that. I mean, it's, it's pretty insane if you take a look at it. But now more so because we have foreign countries that are falling into these, um, these uh, pocket groups too, right? Because we have foreign countries that were involved, foreign countries that contributed. And all of them are falling apart. All of them are falling apart. They're, they're, they're coming at the seams. Germany, England, Australia coming at the seams. There's, it's all coming apart. They're oozing everywhere. And they're insanely attacking our president. This is complete and utter presidential harassment. I mean, and what you need to do is not fight fire with fire, but fight circuses with circus monkeys. Bring your monkeys to the freaking show. That's what you need to do. Get out there and be like, all right, you want to play? Subpoena me. Swear me in. I swear. Sit down. I plead the fifth. Done. 
You're not, they can sit there and ask questions, plead the fifth, plead the fifth, plead, or just hold up a sign that says it. Mock them because they are nobody. You don't have to answer. They can't compel you to answer. Just tell them I'm not answering. I'm tired of the pony show. I'm very tired of the Flynn Intel group. Like he's up for, it's like, I'm looking at this list and I'm pulling my hair and more specifically because Jerome Corsi today tweeted out how he pulled the article about Seth Rich and how his family, uh, you know, is hurting throughout this whole process. And it's like, well, wait a minute. He's like, oh, I did it because the Washington post had done it or whoever had published the article and I did it. And it's like, but they did it like months and months ago you're doing it now and you made sure to tweet about it and say that you've deleted it and recalled it because you feel sorry for them oh my gosh they got to jerome corsi i mean he folded anyway he folded faster you know than you know a deck of cards he folded faster than kevin spacey he folded faster than anyone he folded faster than england kneeled down to allowing themselves to be penetrated by what an overwhelming amount of anti-Westerners. This is disgusting. We are at war and people are not seeing it. We are literally at war right now. This is the most civilized war I've seen. And it's all an information war. They attack you from all angles. They tell you what to think. They tell you what to eat. They tell you how to look. They tell you who to like, who to listen to, who to report scathing things and you know what the closer you are to being at a university the more indoctrinated you are like i said they force our kids to undergo classes that teach them air quote tolerance that teach them the necessity of gender gender neutrality that teach them that our country is evil and you know what they're not really wrong about that for over 100 years, our country has violated human rights, has violated uh, international laws because we made them and everyone was in on it. It's not like we were just doing it. All the other countries were playing along. That was the deal. That was the deal they had, guys. It's not like we did something out of the ordinary. Everybody did. So why just point the finger there? Just like President Trump said, everything changed 1913. We created a fiat currency. Everyone was put on this fake monopoly, funny money. Tariffs were gone, and we forfeited our right to be a rich and prosperous nation in the name of globalism. I mean, that is the bottom line. And for anyone not understanding it means that you, you really don't understand how politics work. But the thing is, universities tell you everyone else is good and we're bad. No, everyone else colluded because all of these people, these allies, wanted us to be enslaved. And these invisible chains are on us now. Many people don't even see them, but it's coming to light right now. Because in the dark, just one little candle can resonate really, really strongly in the dark yes so we can thank our president for that i'll see you guys shortly after this break
Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Well, everyone, welcome back to the Tori Says Show. I'm your host, Tori. As always, I leave the light on for anyone that wants to come in with a comment or a question. The phone lines are 215 Top Talk. That's 215 867 8255. Now, uh, one thing uh, over the break, I was looking at many messages. One message that I got was the issues of. Uh, legalizing sex workers. And, um, I thought maybe we should just briefly talk about that. I've actually seen studies that have happened when they legalize it with brothels. The turnover is high on these girls. Um, and you know what it reminds me of? Do you guys remember that movie? Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It is a super classic with Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, recall, total recall. There we go. Do you remember the prostitute with the three boobies, right? Um, she was asked, or it was a friend of hers that was with her in the brothel, you know, why do you do this? And they're like, well, you know, for people like us that don't have the skills or didn't have the ability, you know, we just use what we have and get by. And, and this is where I'm going with this. They are using the minorities or the people that believe, you know, people that are vulnerable. There are children that have really bad upbringing. Uh, they were dealt a bad hand of cards and when they're vulnerable without the correct support, I guess, friends or stability or, uh, you know, educators that don't make them further victims, but learn, teach them that these wounds that they have, the hardships that they go through are battle scars. Like I say it all the time, every failure that I've had, every mistake that I've made, every time I've been wrong, fallen on my face, lost, is a battle scar. Those are my badges of honor. This is how we learn things by making mistakes. And this is not something that's encouraged to our youth for the past 20 years. They're encouraged to feel sorry for themselves and go get therapy and talk about it. Sit on a couch, take some medication and just forget about it for a little bit and then talk it through. Victimizing. I hate victimization. And these are the women that usually turn to that industry. I have a really good friend of mine and I'm not going to name her, but, um, she went to a very globally recognized school. Uh, she is very successful. And, uh, after, uh, she finished her four year contract, she got into, um, stripping and then the sex industry and made a lot of money cause she liked it. You know, she chose it. She was like, no, this is easier for me. I get to put my hours in. You know, I just have to be careful. She was one of those high-end call girls and totally liked it and made money on it. And this is how she paid her tuition. And, you know, she looks back on it 
and me and her have had extensive conversations. We're still in touch, of course. Um, and you know, that's her decision. I, to my friends, even the ones that make wrong decisions or decisions I wouldn't make wrong decisions, meaning abortion. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be that friend that will call you out and say, I don't care. It's still murder, but whatever. I have tons of friends that have had abortions and I tell them, you know, I feel sorry for you. I pray for you because it's murder, period. I'm, you know, I'm a straightforward friend. I'm the one that's going to tell you, you look horrible when you step out of the door. I'm the one that, you know, my friends that go on screen, I'll tell them your makeup looks horrible, you know, and it's not because I don't like them. It's because I do care. So their mistakes are supposed to be their badges. She's realized that she said, you know, I could have just done this, but I probably would have not went to this university. I probably would not have the right outfit to sell myself. I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't do it. And I'm okay with that because I like sex, but she agrees with me on this, that legalizing it opens up the floodgates to people that are vulnerable that she was vulnerable at that point. She, for her, it was a matter of time, right? I don't have the time. I get to book it. I go out, they feed me, they everything. And then I just have sex. I'm done. You know, she was okay with that. But think of a girl who is raised in a, in a household with a drunken stepfather that beats her mom, right? Not her. Uh, or a Nazi mom, you know, that hovers over and, you know, tells her to wear button down shirts, suppresses the child from expressing themselves, says, no, you need to do this. There's a whole array of dysfunctional upbringings and they're being fostered in our educational system from a young age to be victims, to demand attention, to demand that the world owes them something. These are the children. These are the future sex workers. The ones that are victims that give up and say, you know what? The whole world is laying on me. Why not let, you know, this drunk 65-year-old trucker that just pulled into my brothel do it. And these are the ones that you see. Children will do it too for a quick buck. Whatever it is, I want to run away from home. I'm in foster care. These are vulnerable people that will be pulled into it. And that is exactly what they want. Just like when William Barr created the privatization of these prisons, just like when William Barr, Bush 41, Clinton, and you know, the Supreme chief Supreme court justice Roberts ran the, the cocaine deal, you know, Mina, they were all part of it. And they dumped so much cocaine down there. They knew exactly who was going to sell it for them. They knew exactly these low level criminals that would like sell for them and then fill their prisons up with them because they knew they were vulnerable. They knew that they had hindrances. They knew that they would be left behind in the education system. They knew that they would be like, well, that's, you know, the ghetto. You do what you do to get by. You've seen a ton of these gangster films, right? They're, it's all their plan. Like people don't see it. Everything is meticulously done to victimize more people to serve their purpose. I mean, imagine how many kids will be out there. I mean, they're lowering the age of consent. We're now, you know, uh, taking juveniles to adult court for crimes they commit instead of fixing them because they're children. How many children do they arrest for prostitution? Tons in California, in Nevada. In Utah, tons. 
And we call it child trafficking, but they voluntarily go into it, they say. No, they don't. Nobody volunteered. No kid wakes up in the morning and says, I want to kill someone. No 12-year-old girl says, I want to go and turn tricks. Nobody does. It's the creation of this outlet for them, this um, deviant behavior. They're promoting it. This is the problem of the Democratic Party. They are anti-American. They they lack the morality. I mean, it's all about morals, guys. We've lost the plot. We don't want families anymore. We don't want genders anymore. We don't want fair competition because now we're going to let men compete with women because they identify as women. It's pure insanity. Now, moving on to Barr, and more so I want to move on to um, let me just play the clip. So Barr, we already knew, um, said that he's not recusing himself from the uh, Mueller probe. And uh, this is uh, breaking news today from Fox. Take a listen. The entire investigation, what was done, what was found, and how the evidence compared to governing legal standards, including an evaluation of the conduct and statements of individuals. It's not clear how or whether Attorney General Barr would interpret Comey's very public position during his confirmation hearings, Mr. Barr promised transparency in keeping with department rules. The current regulations, the special counsel report is confidential. And the report, that, the report that goes public would be a report by the attorney general. What I am saying is my objective and goal is to get as much as I can of the information to Congress and the public. For context, Director Comey was roundly criticized and directly faulted by the Justice Department Inspector General for releasing damaging information about the Clinton emails and then recommending against criminal charges in that case. Okay, so Comey wrote an article saying that the Mueller investigation will have truths because he still stands by it. But remember, these people have been blacked out. They have no idea what's going on, but they trust that their buddies are sticking to it. And now that he saw that Whitaker left this weekend, he's, he smells blood, but it's false blood. And what William Barr said was that he's going to be giving a report. And, you know, the Democrats want the full Mueller report. They don't want the attorney general report. They want the full Mueller report. Why? Because then they will find one hair out of place and uh, run with it. But Barr's made it clear. I'm not giving it to you. I'm going to give you what I can. Uh, but, you know, I'm all for the fact of releasing everything. I'm all for it, but it's very damaging to Mueller, very damaging to the Department of Justice. I mean, how do you bounce back from it? I mean, just with the actions of McCabe, of Peter Strzok, of Comey, of the Clintons, of the Obama administration, the DNC with all this fusion GPS, the abuse of FISA courts, you know, all of this stuff. How do you bounce back from it if you give them the final blow? You can't. So I would be more... I would be, yeah, let's, let's drop it. Let's declassify it. Let's put it out there, have it in unclassified status so everybody can see it and pull apart. We have the right to, but he won't because he's part of the swamp. But like I said, he serves a purpose. Now, moving on to the next topic of Ilhan Omar quickly. Here's what Fox had to say about it. All right, Catherine Herridge, thank you. A lot to cover now. Dr. Bill Bennett, former Secretary of Education, host of The Wise Guys on Fox Nation, also Fox's contributor. How you doing, sir? We told you we'd bring you back and look good, at this. Doing great. We are good on our yep. word. Uh, on the Omar matter, what do you think that is exposing at the moment? First, uh, on a, if I might, we get serious business here, but a lighthearted matter. A uh, little known fact, uh, Omar is a graduate of North Dakota State University. 
I don't know that she was at the meeting at the White House yesterday to celebrate the Bison's national championship and to eat uh, Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. I, I didn't see her in the crowd. She missed but, out. Uh, on a more serious note, yeah, she missed out. She should have been there. But on a more serious note, this is a serious and, and consequential issue for Democrats. It's a rift. Uh, the Jewish Americans, their allegiance to Israel and their allegiance to the Democratic Party uh, are in tension uh, because of uh, Congresswoman Omar. Uh, and uh, she is not recanting. She apologized for the first comment, but, uh, but not for the second. I noted, too, you guys just reported that uh, Representative Ocasio-Cortez uh, is supporting her. The, the issue, I think, Bill, uh, at bottom uh, has to be recognized, the important one, is that the left um, has always, or parts of the left, have always had problems with Israel. And this is a problem that the Democrats, as they veer left, are going to have to deal with. And you see the almost panic on the part of some of the leadership uh, of the Democrats about these comments. You know, the, the response continues to pour in. We've heard from the president on the issue saying this is a dark day for, for Israel yep. in a tweet. Uh, the New York Post cover this morning even, uh, Dr. Bennett, you give us a bad rep is how they summed it up. But here's the comments from Juan Vargas to which uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responded yep. showing support, uh, saying it is disturbing, this is Juan Vargas, uh, it is disturbing that Rep. Omar continues to perpetuate hurtful anti-Semitic stereotypes that misrepresent our Jewish community. Additionally, questioning support for the U.S.-Israel relationship is unacceptable, to which Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez responded with this in a tweet. I'm curious if Rep. Vargas will further explain his stance here that it's unacceptable to even question U.S. foreign policy. Plenty of Dem members have asserted that discussion and debate on this issue is fair and merited. Is this stance a departure from that? Do you care to take that one on? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I noticed the president and his CPAC speech, the long speech on Saturday, said one thing about the Democrats as they hang together. You know, they move as one. What was that expression? A herd of independent minds? Uh, it's a great expression. Uh, they tend to move like a herd with a herd mentality. Here they are not. Uh, and this is a, a schism, a break. Um, that is of uh, fundamental importance because of the influence and importance uh, of uh, Israel in the world uh, and the, the long-standing link between the Democratic Party uh, and, uh, and, and, and Israel and their support for Democratic candidates. So they've got to put a lid on this right away. Uh, there's a mutiny going on uh, in the Democrat Party. Uh, Mrs. Pelosi has some unruly students, worse than unruly, and she better get a hold of it. That was really interesting. That's exactly what I've been saying. Uh, right now, there's uh, fractionalization within the Democratic Party. Pelosi needs to rein in and get rid of Cortez. She served her purpose. She's out. Ilhan Omar is giving them a bad rep. And this is great because I know how we keep saying, you know, with our rhinos that are still present, the people that have been and always are never Trumpers, right? They will stomp their feet against President Trump where they can where they can uh, obfuscate their actual points. And, um, I mean, what does this mean for the Democratic Party? And uh, I have Scott Adams on the line with me. Hi, Scott. Welcome. What do you have to say on that? I mean, we've been discussing this fracture that they have in the Democratic Party. Uh, I find it pretty interesting that it's all coming together because he said that they have a herd mind, but now they're independent. Um, 
And my theory is, is that they're all kind of siding with Bernie, uh, who's a Jew, by the way. Um, and they're pushing together, but they're clicking together. How do you see this going forward for Pelosi? I still think it's a weak response. Uh, the fact that she hasn't been pulled from the uh, Foreign uh, Policy Committee, uh, the uh, Foreign Affairs Committee, uh, already and uh, her classification pulled, she should have never gotten that post to begin with. She She's completely inadequate, completely not experienced. You know, she's weak on foreign policy. I mean, basically, just because you're a radical jihadi sympathizer, right, a radical Islamic jihadi sympathizer, which is what she is, and she truly is that, she's one step away from, you know, basically uh, holding a Kalashnikov rifle and, uh, you know, working on behalf of ISIS. I mean, we've heard those interviews that she's given in Africa where she's very anti-American. These people hate America. She should have been. Ne- she should have never been given such a high-profile committee post as the Foreign Affairs Committee in the House, and given that type of classification and that type of access. So shame on Pelosi for doing that. And now they have to come around and handle this thing. I think a lot of this was they were basically gaining power at any cost. At any cost, they were getting power. They knew they could win the Somalian district if they got a Somalian radical jihadi uh, sympathizer. So they got, uh, you know, uh, Rashid uh, Tlaib, or they got Um, Ilhan Omar. Uh, In Ocasio-Cortez's case, you know, basically Pelosi was scared to haul high heaven about what Crowley was going to do as Speaker of the House. He owned all the delegates. So Crowley was going to basically eat Pelosi's lunch. He's a he's like a practically a billionaire. He's in the shipping business. Crowley owns all these big, huge tankers. Well, this guy could care less whether he ran or not. He just knew he was going to win. He was the third most powerful Democrat in the House. And all of a sudden, he loses. And we are now finding out all the different kinds of money that's moving around, the shenanigans, and using Obama's uh, secret sauce and secret sources, and getting all kinds of secret funding. And basically, Ocasio-Cortez doesn't even know that she's been played, used like a worker mule. Well, do you think is she what Ocasio has, has been done? But Scott, don't you think she has siding with Omar now? Um, you know, to show Pelosi where she stands. I mean, do you think that she's trying to create this rift, like that she's this in there? Tri- these people, these people don't have enough brain cells together to beat Pelosi. Pelosi's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Don't get me wrong, but she, you know, she is powerful, more powerful than we give her credit, mm-hmm. Pelosi. I agree. To the point where this is child's play. Ilhan Omar and Ocasio-Cortez are child's play for Pelosi. They are, but the thing is, uh, Ocasio has Bernie's brain behind her. The guy that was working on his campaign that took out Hillary Clinton. I mean, they they right. they knew that they lost to Bernie. So to she's got point, him. Though, they're going the populist route. They're playing the populist playbook, and Pelosi's playing old-school hardball. And in the Democrat Party, this little fissure. So I I think what happened was Pelosi helped uh, get uh, Ocasio-Cortez elected. 
uh, and she was part of the allowance process. You know, she basically turned a blind eye or supported in whatever fashion. She did not want Crowley to uh, to be the in in office because they thought that they were going to win the house. They did, and Crowley would have actually won the speakership if he was elected. So that solved that problem. The next thing that happened is basically you're going to go ahead and, and unleash hell on Ocasio-Cortez. Ocasio-Cortez is practically speechless right now. She's really, really strong at the mouth when it comes to other issues. But right now, she doesn't know what hit her with regard to this you know, uh, campaign finance fraud right? That, that she's dealing with. And Ilhan Omar, they got her dead to rights too. Because you better believe that they have dirt on her with regard to her brother mm-hmm. and her lover and husband and, you know, all this different stuff. There's probably enough footage on her. The interviews we heard were damning enough for Ilhan Omar. But where do you, you know, where do you see the stuff we don't even know about yet? Well, the thing is, that's, so, that's why our president chimed in, because as I've made it known, I've been filing FOIA requests with uh, USCIS and ICE about her, providing information that I know and have received from my sources um, out in Somalia and Kenya about her actually being married to Al-Shabaab's leader's son. So there is a brother involved and a terrorist. But see- but see, you know this better than just about anybody, that uh, Pelosi loves people like this because they're what? What was that word? We call it insured, mm-hmm. right? Insurance, yes. People are totally insured. You know, you're going to play ball the way I tell you to play ball or your life is going to be ruined as you know it. Right, but I, I mean, also- that's how ball – yeah, but I also think that they're going to spin it as, you know, an anti-Muslim attack when it's an anti-terrorist attack. You know, she raised money for this Huda Mathana who came on to face the nation and scolded, saying that the president needs to revisit the laws and do his homework and laughed about it. Like, who do you think you are? And so it's <laughs> they're trying to push this anti-Muslim antics, God, which is baffling me because Pelosi's kind of standing there like, which way do I go? Either way, she loses. Either way, she loses because she appointed them. She loses either way. She wants to get rid of Ocasio because now everyone's identifying the DNC with her. And she doesn't like that. She needs to be the center of attention. We know how egotistical she is and how it's me, 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 oh. and I have the gavel. So, um, that's it. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm no, so. No, she feels threatened. And she, you know, but she, she sold to the devil because Crowley was the, was the sledgehammer that was going to embarrass the heck out of her and prevent her from being the speaker when they kind of thought pretty confidently that they were going to win back the house. So she got rid of the first problem, but she had to acquire a couple of little smaller problems uh, in order to get rid of the big problem. And, and these are all challenges and problems. Don't get me wrong, but this is the way she played it. And in the end, I think that she sees these two people as uh, being compromised, you know, compromat. You know, I think Ocasio-Cortez was probably set up from the get-go uh, to beat Crowley and to do it in a way that would compromise her in the end. This is the way politics is played. This is why Trump is so dangerous because Trump had, you know, Deloitte and Touche, you know, as his accounting firm, they were going to steer him wrong. He had uh, an array of attorneys to protect him in every way. They had nothing on this guy, Teflon Don, you know, President Trump. And that's what scares them the most is he can't be bought, sold, coerced, 
and they're trying to find anything they can. Now they can't get him. What are they going to do? They're going to go after 81 other people, and maybe they might just find somebody that he cares enough about to where he doesn't want to see their life ruined because of his presidency. So they're going to try to go after somebody else now because they can't get anything on Trump. They're going to go after somebody else that's going to you know, somehow uh, be a coercive impact on Trump. They're going to do whatever they can to uh, take, you know, to try to play this game of compromise and coercion. Well, no, I completely agree. And President Trump has set the chessboard for them. So they're literally on his turf. Uh, they are trying to move around the pawns. But, you know, the thing is, is that the only way you win at chess is if you're ready to sacrifice your queen. And he sacrificed a lot of queens. He's okay because he, he trusts the people around him. I mean, but, you know, this list with the 81 people, there's organizations and companies, which will probably encompass 100 people from that organization or company. And, you know, like I was saying in my first hour, if I was them, I would just plead the fifth on everything. Even my name, I plead the fifth. What ice cream do you like? Why in the world would you cooperate with a a rogue agency that has not cooperated with you? You know, Jerome Corsi or or Michael Caputo or George Papadopoulos or General Flynn, Roger Stone. Everybody tried to cooperate as much as they possibly could, and yet they still got their doors busted in, machine guns pointed at their face and their, their wife's face, and a whole host of other things. I say go to hell. You know, if they're going to come to my house and try to get me on anything, I'm going to tell them to go straight to hell. Uh, so, everyone, you're listening to the Tory Says Show. I have Scott Adams with me. He's part of the Scott Adams Show. Go to www.scottadamshow.com. We'll be back shortly after uh, this break. And uh, I want everyone during this break to kind of think about it. What does the Democratic Party stand for you? And I'll look out for the DMs and texts. Hello, my fellow patriots. My name is Michael Flynn Jr., and I am the proud son of General Flynn. Your support of the last two years has been incredible and will never be forgotten. If you'd like to continue supporting General Flynn, you can donate to our Legal Defense Fund. Any donation is welcome. To donate, go to www.mikeflynndefensefund.org. Thank you, and God bless America. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855-700-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. 
If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code REDSTATE. That's one 800 961-9194 promo code red state put sleepless nights behind you with my pillow the most comfortable pillow you will ever own for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world visit mypillow.com Welcome back to the Tori Sess Show. I'm your host, Tori. And with us, we have Scott from the Scott Adams Show. You can find his latest live shows uploaded on www.scottadamshow.com. And he's on Red State Talk Radio every single morning at 7 and it's 8 a.m. Eastern time. Right, Scott? Because we're in different eight. time zones. Yes. 8 a.m. Yeah. Eastern time. Okay. So, um, yes, so I was thinking, you know, uh, over the break, I asked people to DM me and text me, and they have, what they believe that the Democratic Party stands for. Now, there was a an article that I ran into. Uh, we all know Terry Crews, you know, our big buff um, actor from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, great comedic timing. Anyway, um, he got into discussion when, um, you know, he was tweeting about former um, – President Barack Hussein Obama's message to black boys, right? And it said, if you're really confident about your financial situation, you're probably not going to be wearing an eight pound chain around your neck. That's what Obama said to a crowd of boys in California just this, uh, a couple of weeks ago in, on February 19th. He said, because, oh, I got a bank account. I don't have to show you how much I got. I feel good. Now, Cruz actually weighed in. Um, when this woman uh, called Purnell wrote an op-ed uh, you know, on the speech in, at New York Times for the New York Times, right? And what he said was another thing that bothers me about this op ed, it was written by a woman about how boys should be taught to grow into successful young men. He tweeted that out. <clears throat> he said, How would she know? Men need to hold their own men accountable. And he followed that up by saying, I repeat, women can speak with us, just not for us. And a Twitter user, you know, was saying it's counterproductive. He actually spoke out apologizing. He started apologizing. And why? Because he said, You know, the bottom line is you need, there are things that you need from your father, he said. Your father starts out, he gives you your name, he tells you who you are, he gives you your inheritance, and that doesn't mean money. You inherit his story. Your father gives you your security. I'm talking about confidence because when your father tells you you could do something, you believe that you can do it. He was taken down. He had to issue an apology. 
He had an issue, issue an apology because he said boys need a father figure. They don't want family at all in this, uh, let alone saying men need to hold men accountable. And I think that's true. I mean, look at the, how hot men looked in the 40s and look at them now. They have man buns and can probably snack, snap. I can probably snap an air quote man over my knee like a twig these days. They're not men. And that is part of the face of the Democratic Party. I mean, what do you make of that? That they're making him apologize because he says that boys need a father figure in their life. It's a problem. You know, I mean, there's a reason why it is that we actually evolved the way we did. And it was not because people were stupid. It's because actually, you know, uh, primal instincts mandate certain things i mean this is you know our evolution comes from comes from a very primal place and we have to respect that 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 we evolved in the way that we did for a reason you know there were so many novel concepts and ideas fire the wheel i mean you go back to the beginning of time and we evolved in the way that we did and it's ingrained in who we are as people and that the uh you know, you'd have to be blind if you didn't understand, you know, the, the, the complete destruction and demise of a town like Selma, where, you know, you got um, Hillary Clinton going down there, acting and talking as if she's some sort of a Southern Baptist minister. You know, did you hear her voice? She like I became this chameleon. It. Yeah, again, I right? played it. She was like preaching. And you could hear people well, in the Selma, background saying, amen. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? In the United States. Selma is so poor, and it's run by radical liberal, and it's not racist. There's no racism. It's run by black people. But these are people that are basically corrupting the city and, again, not holding themselves fully accountable and responsible for you know, their own um, personal responsibility. And they make poor choices that end up splitting up a family and separating the family. And again, these are black people led by black leaders. And uh, that's the case at Selma. But, you know, like you take a look at any any area of our country where there's a lot of dysfunction and poverty. And you could look and you'll see a drug problem, alcohol addiction. You'll see single parent homes. Single parent homes is one of the biggest problems that we face as a society across the country in every walk of life, every gender, every, every ethnic, this ethnicity, every creed. But that being said, you can look at different, um, different uh, ethnic groups and you say, well, Asians do a lot better there than white people and white people do better than black people. And you can go on down this list of, you know, single parent home rates. Um, I've had several guests on my show over the years talking about this subject, and it's fascinating because there is this single-parent home relationship with extreme poverty and addiction and dysfunction. And again, it it boils down to something very, very simple, uh, and that is uh, personal responsibility. And we need to do a better job, I think particularly in our black communities, but in every community, we need to do a better job. And we got to get re in touch. We got to get reestablished with our value system. And it's not the value system you see in Hollywood or it's not the value system, you know, you see in um, in the Beltway in D.C. It really is the value system that we see in the flyover states across our country. 
you know, in those Trump supporting states. I think Trump is instrumental and key in this because he's not doing the same kind of bull crap that Obama did when he said, you know, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon or I do know, I don't know anything about what happened, but I do know that the Cambridge police acted stupidly. Um, if you don't know what happened, you can't make that judgment, dude. And so, you know, just don't, you know, just be personally responsible and stop being stupid. But our, our previous president was a moron. You know, he's basically a moronic guy, divider. And uh, Trump has done a lot. If you listen to the CPAC speech he gave last weekend, this past weekend, wonderful speech. Again, hugging the flag and realizing that it's important that we, uh, you know, embrace free speech, signing off on free speech, and really just instilling and giving back to people the rights that they uh, they deserve uh, from our Constitution. It's the liberals that want to constantly go after our Constitution. It's Trump and people like Trump and leaders like Trump. They're actually supporting the Constitution and transferring power not from one party to the other in Washington, D.C., but transferring power back to you, the people, is what he said in his inaugural speech. Well, that's what scares them. They they need the power. This uh, this uh, embedded infrastructure that they've built, uh, like he even said, from the late 1800s, they've embedded and attracted people that came in with goodwill to serve the people, but they're not. You know, they all get corrupt. Now, the Democratic Party, for me, stands for nothing but victimization, making people poorer. And on the note of saying that the black community has to hold their people responsible or their community, their minority responsible. You know, I've, I've, I, people have heard me say this before. I'm a very prominent member within the Greek American community, right? And I remember back in um, 2008, we had like a meeting in D.C., do you know who was part of that meeting? John Podesta. Because his mother is Greek, right? And I made a motion, which pretty much stuck, that he does not represent us. We need to be careful who we bring into our inner circle to appoint in positions, even though I've never taken any prominent position because I didn't have the capacity or the time to do so, uh, you know, on the Hellenic Biomedical Associations, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, these uh, very strong Greek-American communities. But I made it clear, you know, we have to be really careful who we have us representing, like the minority groups, and they're not even minorities anymore. So I don't even know why we keep saying that, right? But these minority groups need to have leaders that take them forward and not keep them planted backwards. Uh, people like Candace Owens is moving forward, you know, um, people in the... Um, Asian communities and the Indian communities and the Greek communities and the Italian communities, because we're all, you know, we all come from somewhere. We're all immigrants, right? But when we represent our cultural contributions, we have to have the right people representing us. You know, Reigns Priebus is also Greek. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. Yeah, so but he no, is also, but you know, we, you know, I never counted him in, in that, you know, in that sense. Uh, I was never proud. I was never proud that he represents our minority, I would say, of Greek Americans. People have to be very careful who represents them. Now, I just wanted to read off a couple of these comments. So I got a lot of comments are Democrats or Luciferian. Democrats are evil. Democrats stand for everything that isn't American. Democrats are anti-American times like six on those. And one was Democrats are like they are not even Americans. We have no common denominator. Everything they push is pure evil. Now, I agree with all of those. 
They are immoral. They are pushing things that you would think you would not want. They want to not, you know, they push no family. They push no genders. They push no aspirations. We'll take care of you. Uh, Just forfeit your rights to us and just bow down to us. The government knows best for you. These are all the things. I mean, if you were, if I was to summarize it, I would just say that the Democrats are anti-American. What would you say? What, the, the Democrats are anti-American? Yeah, like how would you, with one word, how would you describe the Democratic Party today? <laughs> it's, I don't know. I mean, I can't come up with one word. Uh, you know, outrageous, uh, ridiculous. You know, they're completely unhinged. They're, McCarthyism on steroids. You know, incidentally, McCarthy was a Republican, but Robert Kennedy worked for McCarthy. You know, they, I think he was a closet Democrat, actually. I don't I know. I don't know. I mean, the Democrats today are just, it is insane, ridiculous, a circus. But they're anti-American. They're pushing every single value that goes against the the foundations of our nation, why we created our nation, why we broke apart from socialism, from monarchies, from communism. We came here to start fresh and create this melting pot of freedom, free speech, the right to bear arms and protect ourselves and to hold our elected representatives accountable. And they are destroying every single one of those things. We were strong in family foundations. We were strong on innovating. We were strong on empowering people. If someone used to fall down and they'd scrape their knee, they'd be like, buck up, stand up, suck it up. Now it's kind of like, let me take you to the hospital. Let's get some MRIs. Let's kiss it better. You know, they're, they're, they're creating a nation of babies. And uh, completely anti-American. They're trying to show their loyalty to the Muslim community. This is why I think they allowed um, Ilhan Omar to come on to this Foreign Service Committee. It could be part of a very nefarious plan, I would say. I mean, for me right now, the fact that they're fractured is great. The fact that Pelosi has to answer, but you know, in regards to... Ilhan Omar is incredible because like you said, I've been in this from the get go. She's lied. She's um, committed immigration fraud. She is linked to Al Shabaab. You know, she has children with a terrorist, not her brother. I mean, she's, she's obfuscated her education because if you look, it says that she was an educator, a nutrition educator at the university of Minnesota before she went to NDSU. Now, in order to be a, a, a nutrition educator, you have to have some education. So that would infer that she has another degree. Where did she get that? How much you want to make a bet? She got that degree outside of the United States when she was giving out interviews in Africa. How much you want to make a bet? She probably went to England and got it. This is why she's obfuscating. And the thing is, the fact that there are people like me, people like Laura Loomer that are, you know, constantly pushing and questioning. For me, I just put in FOIA requests. I said, well, in, in the sense of national security, yeah. you guys, what is she doing? They are completely exposed. Linda's and, Linda, you know, here's the thing. I'm just reading this Gateway Pundit title of an article. It says, Linda Sarsour attacks typical white feminist Pelosi for condemnation of anti-Semite Democrat Ilhan Omar. They're messing with fire when they're going to mess with Pelosi. And Pelosi has a lot of uh, weapons. And, you know, I could just I just think that this is going to be um, an interesting little fight. And, you, you know, um, like Trump said, you got two people killing each other in the Middle East, and both of them are your enemies. Just let them have at it. You know, let them go. You know, let them fight amongst themselves, and they'll knock each other out. You know, that's what's going to be so much fun in this 
Democrat primary season coming up. It's going to be so much fun to watch them just crucify each other and so much dirt digging, so much free labor. Basically, they're going to do so much work on our behalf, and it's going to be fun to watch, and it's going to be free. But I wanted to, um, if you don't mind, uh, I just I had this flash uh, that came up, and I just wanted to um, mention course. it. Of course, go ahead. If you don't mind. Of course. It's completely off topic. I mean, it's it's a different topic Okay, wait, wait, wait. But- Before we get to it, one second. I just wanted to say, another two comments I got was that the Democrats are anti-God, and that is 100% true. But a really cool comment that I got is that they are, they the Democrats, what they mean to them is the destruction of the pillars of Americana. I mean, whatever happened to cool Americana, right? That's, they're more, destroying, that's more than one word. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but, but destruction of the pillars, they, they're destroying Americana. They are anti-Americana, whatever happened to that. And, you know, our president spent a lot of time at CPAC breaking down what they stand for. And it's really well, important that we push that. Yeah, it's important that we push that message. The people understand exactly what they stand for. Infanticide, anti-Americana, anti-God, anti-youth, anti-you know empowerment. Another, another. If I were to have one word, one word would be intolerant. They're yes. intolerant. Yes. All right. So let's go. Topic change. Go. Oh, what did topic you see? change. Go. <laughs> okay. Well. Well, you know, their heads are going to blow gaskets, right? So, like, where's RBG, by the way? Do you, oh does anybody gosh. know where this woman is? Oh, my gosh. You are speaking to my heart, aren't you? And, you know, I have no, a picture. <laughs> $20,000 is what I know I could get if I took a photograph of her. The only problem is I can't find her because she's not around. <laughs> yeah, and people were tweeting out that she was there at, uh, you know, uh, the Supreme Court that one day, but we haven't heard a word, have we? We haven't seen a picture, no. have we? And it's been since October, let's be honest. Well, I know for a fact, I know for a fact that anybody who snaps a walking photo of her and it's clearly her, like a clear photo of her walking, speaking, talking, whatever, I know that that video and that footage would be worth $20,000. How's there, this? And, and we would pay the them $20,000. No, we, I would pay them $20,000 if they would get it. An actual walking, speaking, you know, little short video of her. If anybody could get it, I'd pay them that money because I would give it away to someone that would pay double that and they can have it. This is, yeah. this is true. It would this be instant true. profit. Yes. So anyone listening, if you can grab a video of her, just give it. There's, there's lots of people that'll pay a lot and I'll make sure that happens for you. I will put it out there to my people in the media that would eat it up like nobody's business. So, yeah. so here's, here's RBG. where the, their heads, the Democrat heads are going to really blow a gasket. And the, the, this is the, this, now this is the subject change and it's completely unrelated to everything we've been talking about, but it flashed up on my screen and I had to mention it. Uh, company offers to build 234 miles of border wall for, hold on, $1.4 billion. A U.S. company is offering to build 234 miles of President Trump's border wall for just $1.4 billion, a fraction of the $8 billion that Trump administration is hoping to use for that project. Fisher Sand and Gavel Company's president and CEO, Tommy Fisher, said the government is overpaying and said that for $4.31 million, I mean, $4.31 billion. He can build the wall and incorporate paved roads and border technology plus warranty. 
<laughs> yeah, you know who so, Fisher Tech is. I know them very well. They're from North Dakota. You know that, right? So they've been pushing it, and Senator I Kramer has been pushing it. Yeah, Senator Kramer has been pushing it. And, you know, in, in a way, I feel that's great because that is exactly what President Trump did, um, you know, where he went under budget, under time, and fixed Woolen Rink, right, privately. And this is a great right. argument to put out there. But on the other hand, it undermines our Army Corps engineers. But it also indicates that there's fracture. And I can... I, I have evidence that there was issues with our U.S. Army Corps engineers for years before President Trump came, which is why they took six and a half years to um, complete a survey for the Mouse River flood in North Dakota. Like, why did it take six and a half years? Why did it take six and a half years? We did Katrina in under eight months. Because you have uh, you have Bilderberg style leadership like Mad Dog Mattis that actually don't want to get things done exactly. and throw red tape and bureaucracy into in the in the mix, or you got palms being greased and exactly. kickbacks being made. Exactly. Either way, it's going to be an expensive process. Right. So the thing is, Fisher Industries. Do we say go ahead with it? I mean, we've raised money with the Build a Wall campaign that the veteran put out for us, right? Um, here's, what, here's what Mr. Fisher said. Tommy Fisher said, our whole point is to break through the government bureaucracy. Uh, If they do the small procurements as they are now, that's not going to cut it. Of the $8 billion Trump is hoping to spend, he already has $1.375 billion of that amount from Congress. He also gets $3.1 billion uh, through two other USC codes that he doesn't even need a national emergency for. So that adds up to like four point three billion or four point I forget, but four point let's just say four point seven billion is what he can get without declaring a national emergency. So whatever's happening in Congress today is really a moot point when you have a company like the Tommy Fisher's company uh, basically says Fisher said the that the roughly $1.4 billion is enough to build 20 miles of levee wall in the Rio Grande Valley, plus another 214 miles. The pot of money, however, can only be used in the Rio Grande Valley, according to the bill Congress passed approving those funds and was only expected to be used for about 55 miles of steel slap fencing. And you're right. It says here, the Army uh, Corps of Engineers is not ready to start looking at how to spend the $8 billion Trump seized in his national emergency order last month. So, This could Army be a Corps way that our president is exposing up. that, though. This could be a way that he's letting it. Remember, he's the, he's the guy that's letting them pull their pants down. I mean, right now, you know, he let this Mueller investigation go. They're pulling their pants down. There's no Russia. You know, we have the attorney general of New York screaming at the top of her lungs while she was getting elected. Vote for me and I will probe everybody and everything associated with Trump. And now we have Schiff coming out with a list, you know, and he's teaming up with Southern District New York lawyers. Right. So it's 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 all fixed. I think he wants to expose it. Think about this. You got this big, huge infrastructure bill for roads and bridges and all kinds of stuff. You better believe that if Tommy Fisher's company comes out and does this for a song and break, you know, you know, doesn't profit a lot, but gets the job done and protects our country, they'll probably be high up on that bidding list to get other big, huge, really lucrative contracts for bridges and roads and tunnels and, and, you know, all that infrastructure that we're talking about as well, levees, 
you know, the whole thing. Yeah, but it also opens up the door to say, hey, you know, these bureaucrats have been greasing their palms all these years with, um, mm -hmm. you know, kleptocratic, bureaucratic, you know, stymied projects. I mean, I see it in my state. Projects that's supposed to go on and, you know, like uh, we need flood walls in Fargo and Minot and still nothing, you know, uh, they're not building it. Uh, the, the OIG, the OIG of HUD has been investigating these cities because they have been misappropriated and misusing funds like maybe this is a way that our president can say you know what maybe we should just give americans the jobs maybe we should just quash this whole the government's building it jobs and give it out to um you know american companies that could do it faster under budget and better because there's no red tape it's a here's my contract you're doing this kind of like you know how they outsource other projects i mean you know i bid on a lot of rfps out there for you know the government and when they outsource it to me it's a lot faster than them using people within their company you know within the government to do it so i, I think this is a way that he um expands business to american companies and making it american made and you know faster i mean what do you think this could be like an expose I thing it, the world would be a better place if the government would just do what they were supposed to do, which is, you know, keep us safe. And that's it. Get out of the way. Stay out of the way of commerce and private private business. Just stay out of our way. Let us just, you know, work and do and spend our money how we want to spend it. And it's all going to work out in the end. You know, we see time and time again, lowering taxes, getting the government regulations out of our life creates a lot of prosperity and revenue goes up for the government. Just stay out of our way and everybody's going to be happy. But I, I agree. The liberals, they don't want that. No, they don't. But, you know, like I said, this president is all about letting them pull their own pants down. And he's exposing every facet. They, uh, uh, Trump's the best rope salesman. And let him hang himself. Exactly. I mean, he did sell rice to China, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, bottom line is he's a genius and they hate it because he's doing it right. Um, so I'm, I'm all about this. You know, let them pull their own pants down. He's a great rope salesman, like you said. And that's going to be it. I mean, th this week is going to be incredible. We're waiting for a lot to happen. Um, and I can't believe we're out of time already, Scott. Um, tell everyone where they can uh, find all your podcasts, where they can hear you Scott live. ScottAdamsShow.com. That's it. ScottAdamsShow.com. That's it. He's on Red State every morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, he has a three-hour show, ties over into other terrestrial stations. Um, on that note, guys, just have faith in our president. He's letting them expose themselves, and he's doing a great job. Thank you for coming on, Scott. It was oh, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Remember to follow him at uh, at Scott Adams Show on Twitter and go to his website www.scottadamshow.com. From all of us here at Red State, God bless and have a great evening. Thanks for tuning in.